Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. Would you open up your Bible apps and uh, join me in uh, the first chapter of Ruth? Go with me to the first chapter of Ruth. We are uh, continuing in our series, The Science of Forgiveness. If I can get just a little bit more in this monitor, please. The Science of Forgiveness. Sorry, not sorry. Ruth chapter 1. Ruth chapter 1. I want to hover around uh, verse 14. Ruth chapter 1, verse 14. As they wept aloud, then Oprah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung to her. As they wept aloud again, then Oprah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung to her. You may be seated. I want to preach for a little while today using as a subject, they really didn't think I would leave. They really didn't think I would leave. Would you look at the person beside you and tell them, you better pray for them. They really didn't think I would leave. I was sent a testimony not too long ago from a sister by the name of Colleen. It was both compelling and challenging. It was to be her last chapter of her life living in a book called Misogyny, following the index called Disrespect. She and her then husband owned three homes that didn't even include their vacation house in Naples. But emotionally, she felt homeless. She expressed her discontentment only to be patronized with the patronizing admonishment to not bite the hand that fed her. Then it escalated to a threat. If you leave me, I'll make sure there's no money and you have to work the rest of your life. This exposed his undiagnosed narcissism and selective memory lapse as he clearly forgot that she helped him get his first investment property that was responsible for catapulting him to amass a real estate empire. He deluded himself into believing he built it all on his own and was somehow incubating her existence. His dissociative disorder had misdiagnosed her strength. She left all of those abodes because they were only meaningful as long as love was circulating through the vents. And now 
there were just tears under the mattress. Your values, ladies and gentlemen, your values come down the chimney of the house when passion is not on fire. Your values force you to itemize your communal liabilities and your emotional assets. In the insurance claim, she valued love when he only appraised money. The dim-witted husband thought he won because she had to start over in an apartment. But her greatest trophy was achieving peace of mind. Say this to somebody. The power, somebody write this down for me, somebody tweet it for me. The power of disassociation is stronger than revenge. The power of disassociation is stronger than revenge. Today, you may owe yourself an apology. Hear this for the affront and the atrocity of staying too long. That's my middle daughter's name is Naomi. I'm intimately intertwined and mesmerized by the odyssey of Ruth and Naomi. Their covenant is a capsule on a covenant commitment and how to be consistent, which is a commodity that many in this generation have lost. We are prone to praise independent thinkers while minimizing cooperative efforts. One of the casualties of online learning is the diminishing of group projects. We're raising a generation that doesn't know how to work well with others. Solitary confinement should be reserved just for prisoners. You have to build sustainable relationships and networks for your own existence. We learned the power of agreement from God. Yet might I argue aloud today that while it is not good for us to be alone, it is better for you to be alone than for you to be stuck with the wrong one. The sister circle formed in this narrative is significant because all three have lost their husbands. Ruth, Naomi, and Oprah. And in spite of all three of them losing their husbands, they made the decision that they were going to stick together. They said, we got to stick together in a patriarchal society. So we got to stick together. Here it is when the Supreme Court doesn't think that we are smart enough to make decisions about our own bodies. We got to stick together even though we do the same work but do not receive equitable pay. 
We have got to stick together when it is that we are part of a society that measures our femininity by our bodies and not our brains. Most jump on the Naomi and Ruth bandwagon, but today I want to hitchhike with Oprah who has decided to go it alone. The church always cheers the ones who stay. But today, I want to salute the ones who walked away. You have no idea how many people have found their lives endangered because of a church that told them to stay in an abusive relationship. You got no idea how many people got messed up when children were being molested and were abused because the church told them to stay. You got no idea how many people had to keep biting their tongue while blood came down their chin when they were living with an alcoholic and an emotionally detached person because the church told them to stay. Sometimes the oil of God is not for you to stay, but you got to find the faith and the fight and the fervor enough not to stay, but for you to leave. There are some situations that are beyond you. Jesus died on a cross. You ain't got to die on a couch. You got to make up in your mind that there is peace that I am supposed to have. Sometimes staying is what brings the stain. Sometimes staying is what brings the stain and what requires faith is leaving. You all don't believe that? Many of you, you won't even say it out loud, but you wish your mother would have left. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You, you wish you would have had the faith to say, I'm going to trust God and try again with nothing. I can't hear nobody. I, I ain't even talking about your mother. Some of you wish you had enough heart to have just left and trust God to start all over again. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but it's got to be a life and an existence that is better than this. You are sitting around some people who are in church today. Don't let them these church clothes fool you but they had to put everything they had in the back seat they didn't even know where they were going while they were driving around they had to figure out is God the God of the God of Israel and I had to do it all over again y'all shut up and stop being phony I'm talking to those of y'all that didn't have to start over once but you had to start over two three times and you found out God is still faithful. Leaving may be where your faith kicks in. Leaving a job will help you find your purpose. Leaving a school will help you open up your mind. Leaving a friendship will teach you how to dine alone. Leaving a church will sometimes save your soul. 
and leaving somebody will sometimes save your life and save your destiny and save your future. I don't know where you sitting in this room. I don't know where you are watching online, but God had you to tune in today because this was your word of confirmation. Get your bags together. Get your essentials together. You got to trust God like God told Abraham. I can't even tell you where you are going, but I will tell you, I will provide for you houses that you did not build, a harvest that you did not plant. The tension is that very few of us I need you to hear me very carefully. Very few of us have ever been taught how to leave. It takes grace to leave without burning everything to the ground. Y'all really going to sit there and be quiet. Sometimes you have to go not because of grief, but because it's no longer good. You have to go not because you were mad, but because you don't remember when you were happy. Sometimes you got to go, y'all ain't saying nothing, because you are drowning and can't even breathe. You can't sleep. You can't function. But you know this cannot be in the will of our living God. The Holy Ghost does not just teach you how to speak in tongues. The Holy Ghost will help you pronounce goodbye. And you need the Holy Ghost to tell you, God, enough is enough, is enough, is enough. Goodbye. Yes, I know that one daughter stayed with the mother-in-law, Oprah. But Oprah said to her, I got nothing for you. And it'll probably be 18 years before I can produce something else. I need you to listen to the language of those you're supposed to leave. Y'all ain't saying nothing. They will expose themselves on what is their capacity and their limitations. And Oprah, to her credit, thought to herself, you think I'm going to wait another 18 years for you to produce something for me to live off of? I'm too good for that. I know my value. I know my worth. And I know what I bring to the table. It will take you 18 years, but God will turn my life around in 18 weeks. Don't play with me. Next time you see me, I'll be living somewhere else, working somewhere else, driving somewhere else, and 500 y'all better shout, and we'll be dating somebody else because I ain't gotta wait on what God got for me to give. Said, I can't wait another 18 years. How much longer you want me to wait? For you to see what it is that I offer. So she kissed her and went on her way. 
I want to say this to you. You can't tell me to leave and then be mad when I don't stay. Don't act shocked. Don't hyperventilate. Don't try to force yourself to cry now that I'm leaving. If you would have put that kind of effort and energy into my staying, then we wouldn't even be here at this moment. When I'm at that point, don't track me down. Don't slip into my DMs. Don't call my family. Don't talk about me to my friends. This is a clean break over and out. I'm not mean. I'm focused, man. I am not acting any kind of way. I'm just acting like somebody who knows who they are. The Bible says... She left and gave no explanation for her exit. Stop giving explanations. Sometimes you don't even know why you're leaving. You just know you can't stay. God, I'm preaching better than y'all are shouting. I don't have the energy to over-explain. I don't feel inclined to have another argument. Having lunch will make me nauseous. You trying to change my mind is a waste of your time. And I need you to be clear on this. I am not asking for your permission or for your approval. I'm trying to remain polite and to be decent and to be Christian, but you trying me here. The most I can do in this season is pray for you. And because I still got little oil left, let me close with a benediction. Now unto him who is able, let me speak for myself to keep me from falling to keep me falling for the okie doke to keep me falling for your lies to keep me from falling from your manipulation to keep falling to the threat of being lonely now under him when Peter was in jail the angel told him, get up and walk through the door. He just knew he had to get out of there. When God gives you an exit, don't you sit there and think twice. I need you to move just at the prospect of an open door. You have been so claustrophobic, you don't even need an open door. All you need is a cracked one. God, don't play with me right here. I just need you to give me just a little hint that you got something better for me than what I got right now. Look at the person beside you and say, I'm glad you're sitting beside me. Look at the person on the other side and say, I'm glad you having a good time in church, but I need to set y'all straight. I don't need y'all to praise with me because I lived through some seasons where I had to pray by myself. I lived through some seasons where I had to give him glory by myself. I lived through some seasons where it was just me and God. You may be seated. Please be seated. What's wrong with y'all? 
Don't lose sight of the fact. I need you to hear this, new birth. Please don't lose it. Do not lose sight of the fact that how you do something is just as important as why you do something. Pastor, say that again. What is just as important as how you do something is why you do something. She could have been mad, Oprah could. She could have been mad that her husband left and had no insurance policy. She could have been angry that her father-in-law left no provision. She could have been upset that her mother-in-law had no plan. But she made up in her mind, I'm not harboring any of these feelings. I'm just going to move on with my life. I forgive them because they did not plan or prepare right. But it is up to me to make some real life decisions because I cannot cry over spilled milk when I'm lactose intolerant. I got to get to a place that from now I am pressing the reset button and now I have tunnel vision on what is in front of me because the apostle said forgetting those things which are behind I now press towards the mark you have got to figure out how to leave right hallelujah if you know you got another job operate with class and with decency and dignity and give them the appropriate notice that you are getting ready to leave y'all ain't saying nothing in here when you know that you are not going to renew that lease then let them know because there's somebody else on the waiting list who needs the opportunity that you have if you know you're going to pull your child out of that school do not block another child that needs that opportunity while it is that you juggling all of the different options in the air you got to learn how to leave right look at the person beside you tell them you got to leave right you got to leave right except with one exception the exception is when you are leaving the hands of the devil when you are leaving every satanic principality when you are leaving the realm of darkness you ain't got to give no two week notice you ain't got to give no exit interview you ain't got to give no assessments and give no SWAT evaluation when you are leaving every crutch and every claim of every satanic agency all you got to do is leave when you look at your neighbor and say that's all you got to do is just leave and what the enemy don't know is he should have stopped me from hearing this word because I might have been stuck in the same situation for another six months but God needed me to hear this that today is the day that I get out of whatever I've been stuck here look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor and it ain't your business I ain't got to tell you what I'm coming out of I ain't got to tell you how many nights I cried how many days I was drunk I ain't got to tell you about how I slipped in the alcohol about how I was popping pills I ain't got to tell you how the scars of my childhood were tattooed on my adulthood all you need to know 
is that on this rainy Sunday morning, nothing was going to stop me from getting to church. I pressed my way because my spirit said, you got to get out of this. Would you just pull on that neighbor and say, this is your exit. That whatever you've been stuck in, you're getting ready to get out of. Whatever you were trapped in, the Lord is opening up a door. The devil should have killed you when you had a chance. But now that I'm here, I can look the devil in the eye and say, I never would have made it. But I'm stronger now. I'm better. I'm so much better. Be seated. I got to tell you something. I'm leaving. They didn't plan right. They didn't prepare right. And they didn't position me right. She said, I am leaving here. And I'm going back to my family. Because I need to be in an atmosphere. I need to be in an environment not where I am tolerated. I need to be around some people who will celebrate me. The people I'm going to, they can't write me no big checks. Y'all ain't saying nothing. They don't have a whole lot, but they got an abundance of love for my well-being and for my welfare. I would rather risk it all going back to them than stay here with you. And there's somebody that needs to know you ain't in this thing by yourself, but you are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. There's getting ready to be a shout in this building, but you ain't doing it for you. You're doing it for somebody who's sitting in the next section over who needs to know that Jehovah Jireh will still provide that in the time of trouble that he will open up a door for you. Would you open up your mouth? Would you give God glory? You got to go. Come on, clap your hair. Get out of that job. It's stressing you too much. Get out of that house. It's taking years off of your life. Get out of that relationship. Your heart needs relief. Get out of that position because there's more in store than what you got right now. But I got to tell you something. I got to tell you what Jesus said. Jesus said, I'm going away, but I'm coming back again. That's what you got to tell your haters. I may be leaving, but this ain't the last time you see me. When you see me next, I'm going to be in the best shape of my life. Ruth had Naomi, but Oprah had nobody. Here it is, but God. And I need 500 of y'all that no can nobody do me like Jesus. Can nobody do me like the Lord? Would you give him glory like I'm leaving? But when you see me again, 
I'm leaving, but look at my hand. I can't hear nobody. I'm leaving, but there's more for my life. I'm leaving, but there's a better opportunity. I'm leaving, but there's a bigger door. I'm leaving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up that hand for me, please. They didn't think you would leave. Hallelujah. And all the more, you didn't think you would. I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.